This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. Politics. Welcome to Wow, What a Week. It's time for that feature that gives you a view on politics. Or as one of our viewers, Nelson Mbokata, put it, might make you sound hella smart at the office. We're hanging out with our politico, Bonang Mudimuame. Bonang. Wow, Bonang. <laughs> you press a double shot of Jamie's single malt. Or BNG. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna uh, we're not gonna even retake that. Uh, yeah, because Rabona Kawen, Rabona Politiki Kawen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, we ask you Rahobota, and then we're now Rabona. Kalibons for Rabons. Yeah. Anyway, Bosang is in the building. Bosang is still BM. But anyway, uh, good morning, good morning to you, fresh, and morning to the viewers. Um, happy birthday for this uh, previous uh, week. You yeah. and your mother celebrating your birthday. Yeah, this week. It, it has been an interesting motherly week, and yes. it was Mother's Day mm-hmm. uh, this past week, and and my birthday, and two days after my birthday, it was my mother's birthday. Sure. So I was born two days before my mother was born. But uh, thank you very much for the belated birthday wishes. We are still in the month of May. Mm-hmm. The birthday celebration continues. Absolutely. Now, at the end of last week, uh, in fact, just as we were done uh, with the show, then we find out that uh, Ruben Brigetti, who is the U.S. ambassador to South Africa, has made a statement that we're selling arms to... Uh, to Russia. I mean, it, it, it obviously became a, a big issue because it even affected the RAND and how the RAND was performing. Well, fresh, you know, that was very disturbing. Yes. Uh, and, and we should remember as a nation that it is not the first time the Americans do mm-hmm. this. I actually, you know, we'll talk about it some other time. Sure. Became a media analyst and, 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 and political analyst due to the Americans Mm. for what they did years back to say Al-Qaeda is going to bomb South Africa. Mm. And I was invited in as an, you know, ex-diplomat to talk about it and Uh, open up this platform. But we'll talk about it. Mm. The American ambassador, the first what has happened was, I think South Africa reacted badly in that instance. They treated uh, Ruben with kids' clubs. Sure. And it was not the first time. A few months back, he did the same allegation about bombings of Santin City, mm. understand, which was a farce. In fact, if it was any other African country, he would have, uh, his bags would have been packed for him. Uh, actually, if there's any other country, yeah. they should have sent him home immediately. Sure. Mm. And, and the Americans can send our ambassador from Washington back. But that was the very first thing. And you see, they can have allegations. Mm. They can have people spying and looking after their nationals all over the world. That's common cause. Mm. The problem is when he runs to a press conference and calls the press conference and talks in confidence and mm. even, you know, bets with his own life that it's true what he's saying. Whether it's true or not is something we'll discuss. But it's the manner he conducted himself. There's protocols. There's Derko. There's a chief of protocol in South Africa. He could have engaged the authorities in South Africa, including the South African state security, to talk to them. And he did not. But then moving forward, then they called him in corners to engage him to raise their concern. And apparently he profusely apologized. But he hasn't apologized publicly. You see, if I was sitting at Derko, 
weren't protocolated ministry, I would have sent the American ambassador back to the platform he used to insult mm. or attack the Republic of Africa to apologize there. You can't apologize in corners. Mm. But the other thing also is then lied, and I use the word lie very you know carefully, saying the ruling party in South Africa, the African National Congress, have been avoiding him, refusing to meet him any time. But why does he want to meet a, a, a political party when he we, we, he's an U.S. ambassador? He, he's, he's not a, a democratic of party of the state. He's a leader. Yes. So why is he ever to engage the ANC? Well, look, in diplomatic circles, you can as an ambassador, you can, but it's a, it's a, it's a side thing. That's you what I'm lament about that. You can engage local, but, but normally not even as the head of state, as the head of the mission, you know, exactly. your, your lieutenants and your first secretaries and your council, they mm. can do that. But you know what was funny about it? Weeks before, it came out clear that weeks before that media rent mm. by the ambassador, the ANC had met the, one of the highest ranking officials of the ANC, who is the secretary general of the ruling party as well as another cabinet minister from the presidency mm. they met with this ambassador who was saying the ANC is him. I think he likes limelight. He wanted to be seen in public with ANC officials and so forth. But that was a diplomatic, you know, halabaloo. And, and I think South Africa should have sent the ambassador back. It doesn't matter of trade relations because look at his conduct has actually affected mm. the currency of the country and the relations between the, the countries. Coming to say sorry in corners, I think we treated them with kid gloves, especially if it's a repeated conduct or mm. behavior by a high-ranking, you know, international relations official. Mm. Now, um, EFF um, CIC Julius Malema says, anyway, what could we provide Russia? What are your views on that? Oh, well, uh, look, I, 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 I wouldn't say so. What I know, and, and I've written an article, and I was in other platform talking about it, is mm. that the, the machines and the war weapons that Russia possesses or use, mm. and it, I'm, I'm saying, you know, in, in confidence from military sources, mm. uh, it, our arms are not compatible to that, okay. unless we want to use... Uh, Russia wants to use new and different arms. We can provide something, but not what they are using at the moment. They are way ahead of us. Not to say we can't give them zero, and but that is, that is not. We have enough AK 47s. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> Africa has more AK 47s than, than Russia itself uh, these days. Exactly. So we can send them back home. We can send them back there. But you see, the, the, the other issue that is disturbing is there is no trade embargo. Mm between the Republic of South Africa and the Russian Federation. There is no sanctions, there's no trade embargo. The sanctions are the West, the US, and NATO, mm. and those who are in support of that. South Africa is said to be neutral on this. It does not mean we can't trade with Russia. They can stand up and say, you can't sell arms to Russia because Russia is an aggressor, is attacking Ukraine. Mm. But we know, me and you, today, mm. yesterday, two days ago, Israel bombed the children of Palestine with whose arms supplied mm. by whom? Mm. By the Americans. Mm. So is, is, is Israel not an aggressor mm. in this instance? And this double standard is not going to work. But there is no evidence. The, 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 this disgraced ambassador did not provide any material evidence on the table. They may have it, but they didn't provide it, which makes it you know, questionable. But, but, but also, it's not like the South African government are an arms dealer, that they would necessarily know that Botsang arms didn't have a deal. Well, uh, I, I have got a different view. South African yeah. government is an arms dealer because mm. we've got Dinel, mm. which is the commercial arm. Of what I'm saying, though, is there's other dealers 
and there's other people who yeah, sell arms outside of private it. people yes. who are arm dealers who sure. can be the middle person mm. between Dinello, Amsco, and other countries. They may actually be South Africans who purchase arms there mm. to sell abroad. So it may be private individuals. So in, in this instance, uh, the government may have not sold arms to Russia, but a private arm dealer mm. may have done that. We sure. don't know that. And I think that's why the president has instituted uh, another commission of inquiry. Does it need a commission of inquiry? That, that is very disturbing, Fresh. It's either then this is going to confirm what the Americans are suggesting. Mm. It also means to some of us that the president, the minister of finance, uh, which is the collector of revenue, as well as the minister of defense, which is the political body of Dinell, do not know what is going on in the country. You understand? Know I don't think we need a commission of inquiry into this whole thing. It's a waste of money. The president should have simply called his minister of defense, mm. could have called Dinell, and that special committee that is sitting, which includes finance and the presidency and intelligence, that is sitting in the presidency to say, have we sold any arms? Mm. You understand? And they learn what they are saying. If they say, no, the president would have either been told the truth or misled. Sure. But to go and dig and have a commission, what if after this commission spends another 30 million for million mm -hmm. and we found out that no 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 these arms were actually sold by private individuals to russia if indeed any arms were sold but mm -hmm. russia came up with a statement you know they were silent about this whole thing they looked at all the mickey mouse games going up and down between south africa and, and the usa but they came out with the official statement and i think if this commission is going to sit it should mm -hmm. sit and do this as soon as possible so sure. uh, i'm of the view that by the way this is another attempt by the United States to destabilize and disturb the de-dollarization de process. Mm. You know, this mm. thing is becoming real. And, yeah, and because the, because the, 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 the rand took a pounding on that day. It, it did, but look, uh, that's, that's common cause mm. when uh, very important people like ambassadors, heads of state, prime ministers, or ministers of finance mm. make damaging statements. Sure. It will impact and affect the currency of the country. Sure. And this may have long-term effects, but I'm looking at a bigger picture. Mm. The USA is in trouble. Mm. South Africa is sitting on a strategic position, being friend of the East and the West, and, and, and a superpower in inverted commas in Africa. Mm. So if South Africa coughs, it may disturb whatever the East and the West sure. are interested in mm. doing in Africa. Mm. So I think the Americans did this to try and say to South Africa, you see if you are going to associate with our enemies, what would happen? But the issue here, remember a week before that, President Baker and many people came out and said, but why are we still pushing the dollar? Mm. Why are we not trading in currencies of our own countries that yes. we want to trade with? Mm. And America, I think they sat back and they said, we can't let this narrative run without disturbing it. The purpose is to disturb this narrative that the dollar is you know, being dumped by a number of states mm. and South Africa is on a key position with BRICS sure. in order to leave the dollar. That, that may be the strategy they use, uh, but it is very bad for us. In fact, mm -hmm. can we, with all of what's happening here, where we're, we're straddling both friendships, you know, I almost feel like uh, a guy with a sugar mommy uh, who has a lot of money, but also has a partner here who's very good in bed and you don't know what to do. Well, we are in that situation. South Africa is, is, is being prostituted actually by the West and the East. Yeah. Can we afford, for instance, to lose the access we have to the U.S. market? through Agoa, because it's billions of rand a year. Well, look, the, the American ambassador went and boasted with figures that we are talking about 21 billion 
uh, 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 US dollars, so it will be trillions in rents yes. uh, uh, per annum through the Agua, uh, you know, uh, act or deal. It, it's fine to say that, but the American ambassador failed to state the benefit that America has, not only through Agua, for any trade deal we do sure. with Africa, because they, it's just a mutual, you know, benefit. We can't, we can't afford to raise debt. Yeah, it's not like they're sending, it's not like they're sending money here and they're getting and nothing. And they're, yeah, they're getting nothing. Mm. Logically, we can't afford to lose debt, but also we, 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 we have to open our minds and think for the future. Sure. Should we risk that the dollar and America are losing the grip in the world economy mm. and risk our friends with, with, with China and Russia. If you look at dealing and trading with China only, forget, forget mm. uh, uh, Russia. If, if we cut ties, and I don't say that will happen, that's, that's you know, uh, pie in the sky. But if we cut ties completely with the U.S. and deal with China, China on its own, before we include other East Bloc countries, mm. can manage to triple that uh, 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 $21 billion. Mm. So it, it's, it's a very critical situation that one has to look into. Sure. Who do we trade with? Who do we trade with? We need to keep a balance. Mm. We can't say because this one is sitting with Agua, now they are going to use Agua as a Trump card. Or to blackmail us. Yeah, yeah, to blackmail us. Mm. To say, by the way, we've got Agua and you are benefiting from it. Mm. Uh, we even, uh, South Africa didn't ask America for Agua. America suddenly decided, how are we going to continue imperializing those people? Mm them and controlling them. They had a plan. We are benefiting from that plan and that process at the moment. But that should not put us in a position where we have a blind eye mm. on what other nations sure. can, can do for us. In fact, speaking of other nations, uh, we have African heads of state um, feeling like they might be the solution for Moscow and Kiev. What are your thoughts on that? And especially given that we have wars on our continent. And our heads of state are barely able to get these warlords or these gun-toting generals you know, uh, to stop <laughs> killing one another and civilians. But we think we can go and convince those two. People who believe in miracles <laughs> say maybe it's a good <laughs> attempt. Uh, uh, I, I, it could work. Uh, maybe it needs... How the underrated, the underrated player in this instance. Oh, the underdog. The underdog. Maybe yeah. it means that. But for me, it, it doesn't make sense at all. We have wars in this continent that these six powerful leaders led by President Ramaphosa are failing to stop. Last week, me and you, we spoke about the challenges in Sudan as well in, in, in the kingdom of Eswatini. The, the African Union is failing to manage Sudan. It erupted as recent as a, a month ago. Central African Republic, for over 20 years, there's been skirmishes and a battle on the eastern part of the GRC and the Republic of Rwanda. And the African leaders have failed mm. to manage and contain that perpetually. At some stage, you know, we spoke about it. The guns were silenced for a few months, then they're up again. But, but what is of concern when you look at the proposed document mm. that they're going to present to Kiev, to Zelensky and to Moscow, to President Putin? 
the, the proposal there, it, it has two fundamental elements. Number one, obviously, is to say, we don't need a war, we need peace, we are Africans, we want peace. But then Africans, why do you get involved, you want peace there? Because they are reasoning is it's impacting on international trade mm. and diplomatic relations. But the most important one that they are taking forward is to say, uh, it, 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 it's a risk for food security. No, but there was a passage that the Russians had agreed that f ships that carry food can pass. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's one of the things when this war started and yeah. we spoke about it months back, mm. uh, Russia came with proposal to say to our friends who are in Africa and other places, mm. we have created a passage that we are going to use for fuel, gas, as well as food that will you know, be transported safely and so forth. I, I, again, first, let, let's not even go far. Let's mm. not even look at Russia providing food security for us. Africa is actually, you know, I've, I've seen reports, one of the biggest continents on Earth. We've got the biggest population after China. And we are sitting here and we are worried about food security because we import food. We import food to an extent that we even import toothpicks mm. from China and matches from China. And we have all the trees on the we planet. Have, no, no, China comes here to take trees that the were timber. made toothpicks yeah. that were invented by the Koi and the Sin and Botswana, by the way. You understand? Now, now we want to talk about importing food, wheat and, and cooking oil, sunflower oil palm oil from where Ukraine and Russia. Mm. When we've got massive agricultural land, African leaders were supposed to be sitting down and saying, why don't we up agriculture in the continent mm. and skill our people and feed ourselves? We've got the climate. Skill our people, incentivize our people. Incentivize our people. Mm. We've got the climate, we've got the land, we've got, you know, good soil. We have everything that is God-given mm. that we can literally farm everything in this continent. Mm. And instead of them investing their time and resources and planning and thinking on that, they are worried about importing wheat and oil from Ukraine and Russia. That's very upset. And that is the disturbing part. But for peace sake and for diplomatic relations, let these five gentlemen, again, it's men only, let them go and, and talk down. You know, all wars in this world have been started by men mm. and they continue to be fought by men. For a change, I should have taken women to go and talk to these two. Uh, 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 Zelensky and, and Putin say, let's talk, what can we do? Mm. I don't know if it will bear results. I, it will, it, the, I, the, I, don't, I don't think it will, with all due I respect. I don't think it will, with due respect. Mm. You know, President Putin is very smart. Uh, I, I suspect very strongly that he may have facilitated this. He may have come up with a concept because of the relation he has been If you look at the countries that are going there, the relation he has been building with them, and, and there are some of them, their intention to join BRICS, mm. and, and to say, I said I don't want to fight, but let us go back to the 2014 agreement that IS Russia had with uh, Zelensky and, 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 and NATO. Mm. Let's, let's start there, because this war doesn't start now. But the Americans and NATO, I don't think they are going to back off on that. There will be few countries in Europe, uh, for example, uh, the Federal Republic of Germany. They have started you know, talking along the lines of, you know, soft lines mm -hmm. to say, guys, let's go back to the negotiation table. This thing is not going to work because it is getting worse. Mm -hmm. I can tell you the, 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 the fight has been intensified. Mm -hmm. We don't see it on the normal media. You know, mm -hmm. But what is happening is yesterday, actually, President Putin signed a decree that uh, uh, TV... BRICS must be launched. So BRICS is going to have a BRICS TV uh, network. Mm. Okay, President Putin signed the decree. Why President Putin? Because Russia 
is the next chairperson mm -hmm. of, 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 of BRICS next year. So what they want is, by the time BRICS meet in Russia next year, then the BRICS TV should be there mm -hmm. already, which I think it's a move in the right direction. But you can see what President Putin is doing. He's actually saying all other media in the world are not reporting the true events of what is happening inside BRICS as well as between Russia and Ukraine. And therefore, we'll create a platform we'll that ourselves. will belong to, mm -hmm. to BRICS yeah. that the Americans and, and, and the West cannot sanction like they did with Russian television. I think it's a move to the right direction, mm. very strategic move, because peddling information and propaganda is the most important weapon for people to know what is going on. At the moment, there are people who hate Russia to say they are aggressors, but they don't know that actually. They, they, they are not the primary aggressors. They are responding. Mm. I don't say if a war is a, it's a correct thing, but Russia is responding to a, a, a situation that happened and a threat that happened. But I think it's the media, uh, it's the propaganda, it's what you peddle, whether you are any other news platform, and it depends on, on the viewership you will have. Can we just quickly, before we bring it back home, um, discuss how, for instance, we, we've been very clear about how we are non-aligned uh, in terms of what's happening between Russia. Um, yes, neutral position. Yeah, that we're neutral, but we're still doing war games with one of the parties. We're sending army generals to Moscow, uh, which is the, the very party we're accused of supporting, but not saying we support them. We hosted them for, for uh, sea practices yeah. a few months back, yes. Why do we not just come out and say, these are our friends? Because we say one thing, but our actions are saying something else. Oh, look, th that's why I have said before, this threat uh, setter, you know, neutral position mm. does not work. Mm. It may be diplomatic, but it doesn't work. We've been doing it for years. We did it with the U.S. When there were aggressors in Afghanistan, they used to come here and have practices. But like when we started this conversation, I have said there is no trade and diplomatic embargo between South Africa and Russia. So, and there were plans between these two countries, bilateral agreements and plans. Mm. So, now that they are being seen as the aggressor does not necessarily mean uh, uh, we should, you know, cut ties and, and the plans we had with them because there's, there's bilateral relations which must go ahead. Mm. There were plans that were made three to four, five years ahead to mm. say this year we will do this, another year we will do this. And, and, and by the way, remember, we are not seeing Russia as the aggressor. Mm. We are seeing Russia as a friend as well. We, we know what has happened. South Africa has never accused Russia as the aggressor. So if I don't see you as the aggressor and people start saying disassociate yourself from that aggressor, I'll say, but which aggressor are mm. you talking about? Mm. And I think that's the position we've taken. South Africa is saying war is not good. We will not take side, but Russia is not the aggressor. Mm. We still engage, we still engage Kiev. Last week, the, the, the ambassador of, 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 of Ukraine met with the Minister of, of International Relations in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, last week, the, the, one of Prime Minister or senior official of, of, of Ukraine engaged with President Ramaphosa. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we talked to both sides, sure. and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, again, realistically, we should remember that Russia may be more of a friend. The same as the U.S. is more of a friend to us than Mexico. Sure. Why, why wouldn't we treat U.S. and Mexico the same level? Mm -hmm. and I said, it, 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 it is not right to say this friend is more important than another friend, but obviously, naturally, there are levels. For sure. Let's bring it back home. Uh, Minister Praveen Gordhan was at Scopa this week. Um, didn't have the kindest things to say about former CEO at ESCOM, uh, De Reiter. 
what are your views on uh, Minister Gordon's submissions? My, my views are what transpired there. Uh, you uh, know, uh, 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 fresh. I, I think South Africans must start accepting reality. And I'm not normally a guy who's afraid to say things mm -hmm. as they are. I think Minister Previn Gordon, one, he, he ridiculed and humiliated those MPs. I've never seen those bunch of MPs, especially from Scopa. And the mm -hmm. chairperson of Scopa is actually one of my favorite politicians in South Africa. You know, he is very young, very smart, very articulate. He always puts things up front. And very measured. Yes. Yes. I've never seen him so tamed. Praveen went there and spoke to those MPs like they are kindergarten kids. Mm. He will refuse to answer questions. When he's caught up in a direct question, he doesn't answer. The chairperson does not call him to order. He goes and he gives them a lecture, a long lecture about Jan van Riebeck and how people should conduct themselves and things like that, avoiding questions. Then he flips. And I will come to my opinion. He flips and he speaks about how the Raider was grandstanding, mm. how the Raider uh, is a disgrace, and he's a man who was supposed to be sitting there doing his job. And he's busy when, taking notes for a book. And he's really taking <laughs> notes for a book, and now he's ridiculing them. Again, we know that's what the Raider did. Yeah. We know that the Raider failed. We knew he was going to fail. We mm. told the government, Mr. Bravin and Mr. President Ramaphosa, the two of them, with the two previous chairpersons of ESCOM, they stood up in front of the nation. Mm. They told us that's the best man for the job. Mm. He will succeed. He has dismally failed and performed worse than any other. Now, the very same people that had said that this is the best blue-eyed man for the job, he goes and he exposes them. We spoke about it last week. Mm. He goes and exposes them. He said, the president knows, the minister knows, and the other minister also knows, and the chairman of the board, they know what I was doing, they know what are my challenges, mm. and they were briefly, and they were informed, and there's evidence to that, because Malika Pukumokhova, the former chairman, comes and says he's telling the truth. Now, you go and you play the man. I, I, I understand. You play the man and you leave your job as a minister. He's pointing fingers to say, I couldn't perform my duties because of the high level of corruption. He even becomes specific and says, from the ruling party, from the ANC, he's specific. Mm. And he says that instead of opening this up, investigating, digging this, you start, you, you play the game he's playing. You start pointing fingers while you are principals. And that's what uh, uh, Pravin Godan did. But I I don't want to believe that Mr. Gordon is honest in saying the Raider is a failure. He was grandstanding. He failed in his job. I don't want to believe that. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Number one, I've already mentioned that he defended him. He portrayed him as the best. Number two, the Raider has said he knew he was involved. As my principal, political principal, I briefed him. He didn't do anything. And I found myself in the corner. Now, you want to come and say that person is useless when that person has said, but I told you why I'm failing. Mm. And I just think uh, 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 Mr. Pravin Godan and all other people are defending the ruling party, mm. are defending. You know, you know one thing about the, the, the ANC members is that they, they will defend their organization with everything under the sun, wrong or right. Yeah, as the such people would say. You understand, wrong or right. And they are doing it. The, the Secretary General of, of the ruling party in this past week has stood up 
in a in a live media you know interview and was asked was president Thabo Mbeki wrong in saying the ANC is treating president Ramaphosa with kids love and defending him and the secretary general said we know that he's sometimes wrong but we will defend him with everything mm. even if he's wrong now what do we expect Mr. Gordon to do? Mm. To stand up and say, yes, we are corrupt. Yes, some of our ministers, cabinet members are corrupt. Yes, the country is in darkness and load shedding now because of the corruption caused by thugs and thieves. He's not going to say that. Mm. That's why last week when we started our conversation, I said political office bearers are lying and misleading the nation. And, and it has come out here mm. that they are lying and misleading the nation, and that's why we are sitting in darkness. And again, I'm saying it, they do not care. Mm. And that's where we are. You know, six months, a year ago, they were defending the Raider. Six days ago, the Raider is useless. Who should we believe now? Mm. They hired him. They babysat in three years. What happened to monitoring and evaluation, yeah. monitoring the rater's performance. Yeah, year on year, are yeah. you winning? Oh, even six months. Mm. Where are we? Mm. Where are you going? It's been six months. What happened to that process? Mm. Three years passed and the guy resigned voluntarily to say, I'm not going to win this battle. Give me my millions. I'm actually going to take my work and put it in a book. In fact, he didn't even just resign. He gave them a middle finger with that interview. Exactly. Exactly. And because uh, because he knew after that interview there's no way they're gonna still retain him. They they exactly. So 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 they actually had to beg him mm. to leave before saving the term of mm. leaving the office. But uh, again, that also shows lack of, of political will in the country, mm. lack of wisdom and vision to leave political party politics and focus on having the right people mm. for the job. Sure. I know, I know Mr. Julius Malema has come up and said bring back Machila Koko and Brian Mulefe when he was actually in the forefront of making sure that Machila Koko and Brian Mulefe are dismissed from mm. Islam. It's, it's, mm. They're playing with the people's minds and the voters. Voters in South Africa must wake up come 2024 and realize that the bunch of people who are occupying political positions, they are playing mind games with them. Mm. I know the likes of me who speaks out, they don't like it. Sure. Uh, but unfortunately, I suffer with the majority of the masses. If lights goes off, if robots don't work, if criminals you know, are go up in arms, we all suffer. Mm. And where are the political office bearers? They're in the comfort of our tax-funded homes and vehicles. So President, not President, uh, Minister Mantashe, in fact, the other day was talking about how he doesn't understand why people are up in arms about the power ships um, that have been proposed. Yes. And in fact, I think it's a power ship from Turkey. Yes, to, uh, to That have been uh, waltzing with, are we in, are we out? But this talk of it would be a 20-year contract. Yeah. Why would we need a 20-year contract for what is meant to be an interim solution? Because surely if we're fixing load shedding and ESCOM, we need a couple of years. So that somebody must eat. So why can't we give Kapowership a five-year contract? That somebody must eat. And that's it. It's the same as the G4S contract with Mangaum prisons, the two private prisons, one in Mangaum, one in Venda. Mm. Those are 25-year contracts. Signed during mm. Tawan Beck. It's ending mm. only in 2026. Mm. We need short-term or immediate solution. Mm. They want to sign a 20-year contract 
fresh sun will be the president of South Africa in 15 years. He will inherit that problem. And that's where corruption starts. Mm. That's where corruption starts. That people who are in political positions today, they enter and sign into contracts. If I'm taking whatever country that is leasing that uh, power ship, I will obviously want the longest term to maximize profit. But I'm building that nothing. There's no infrastructure built. The lack. Yeah. But all I'm saying is the seller, mm. the supplier, will maximize profit. Mm. You as the buyer, you must be able to say, but I need this thing temporarily for the next three years mm. to can resolve ESCOM problems because they promised that they will resolve ESCOM problems in one year. Now we are told that actually for one year we'll be in darkness. Now, okay, we need three to five years mm. to resolve ESCOM problems. Let us get into a three to five year contract while we are weighing other options, sure, you understand? but sure. not 20 years. Now, I just think, to be honest, I just think it's, it's one of the sources and elements of corruption to enter into this evergreen long-term contract mm. when we need short-term contracts for immediate solutions. Sure. Let's talk uh, former president versus president. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, uh, um, former president uh, Zuma, Jacob Zuma, obviously uh, with his um, private prosecution, um, says... President uh, Ramaphosa had a duty to intervene. Yes. Are presidents meant to intervene in such issues? Well, uh, as, as the head of state, the fish are from the head. Okay. As the head of state, when there's crisis, you are the commander-in-chief. Uh, you, you have a responsibility, you are the father of the nation, mm. to can intervene in crises that are affecting, you know, whatever is happening in the country. But is it a crisis? Botsang is being tried and then his files were leaked to a journalist. Do I get involved as a president? Uh, look, is there a case? It, uh, I, whether there's a case or not is, is neither here nor I think there's politics into this whole process. Yes. I don't think there's a case. Okay. Personally, I think there's politics. Okay. Uh, will President Zuma uh, win this? I doubt it. Mm. He, he will never win anything in South African courts for a very longest time to come, especially for as long as President Ramaphosa is a sitting head of state. But that is the, what has been happening in the country. Let me take you to the politics of mm. it. Mm. You know this thing of saying the judiciary is independent? I've said it before. That's utter nonsense. The judiciary is not independent because it's human beings sitting there. Mm. They've got a salary. They've got a price tech. Uh, some but, of them, but isn't the law the law the law? So, for instance, if the judiciary is captured, surely you can't capture the law and legal precedents, yeah, etc. You can't capture the law, but you can capture the one who's supposed to apply the law. The law is sitting there; it's writing. So, what of appeals? What if? What of? That's why we have cases that are taking 17 years mm. to finish. By the time the challenges of President Ramaphosa ends, the legal you know, challenges mm. and rules ends, he will be long retired. Mm. Understand? Look, it's been three years now that since he sealed his bank statement. Uh, I think there's politics playing. And, and, and again, let me tell you where this comes from. President Zuma is retired. He doesn't have money. He has spent millions but of his own money. I was going to say, a private prosecution needs, I think, a minimum half a million rand. Exactly. Where does the as money come from? As a deposit. Where does the money come from? Yeah. We, me and you, in the past, we spoke about the so-called foundations. Mm. The, the foundations are now the new source of neocolonialism. The people who were friends of President Ramaphosa mm. when he came into power and removed him, and white people for that matter, they have now sat down and said, this Mr. Ramaphosa is no longer towing the line. Mm. 
is not delivering. It looks like he doesn't have a backbone. He's not delivering what we wanted. There are people still inside the ANC who are still telling Mr. Amapas, the Gwede Mantashes, the, 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 the deputy president of the country, Mashatile, they can still tell Mr. Amapas, you are not doing this. Now, those who are rumored or said to have funded him to come into power mm. are becoming dissatisfied. And some of them, what they've done, then they look on the side to say, this guy must go, but who can we use? They can't use the Democratic Alliance. They can't use white people because they're in minority. So you look at the enemy of your enemy and you start teaming up with them in order to cast a, a, a havoc. Look, President Ramaphosa can appeal, can, can file, and can use the best judges and lawyers on earth to can avoid being prosecuted or going to court. But mm. one day, it will crack. You know, when, when you've got a rock you are hitting continuously mm. with a hammer and, and, and a chisel, continuously, at some stage, it is bound to crack. Mm. And I think it is becoming too much for him so. to can now contain all these legal woes that are surrounding him. You know, ma every month there's something in court against the president, the sitting president of the republic. Mm. He's a human being as well. It, mm. it will become natural that at some stage he gives up like he nearly gave up before before uh, Nazareth 2022. Mm. And Gwede had to step in to say, ah, ah, you are not going anywhere, you understand? So... So at some stage, they, they will keep on knocking. That's how politics work. And remember, President Zuma is not just an outsider like me and you or the opposition. It's an inside person within the African National Congress. Mm -hmm. So it makes much more of an impact. Despite President Zuma, then comes President Becky sitting there and also hitting, you know, whether by poetry or by letters or by what. It, it, it's too much. If you recall, sometimes, I think it was early this or late last year, actually, we had one day when President Ramaphosa was addressing the nation, the other ex-presidents, Motlante, Zuma, and Mbeki, they were having conferences also, mm. same day addressing the nation. Mm. And, and I asked that three former presidents of the ANC and the country are having press conferences during, when, during a family meeting. During a family meeting. Yeah. And, and, and actually that should have been to the nation a highlight of the challenges that Ramaphosa will be facing moving forward. But again, it's the politics of money. Mm. Like all over the world, South Africa has become a mature democracy. It's no longer infancy. And there is money in this country. There's money playing hands. Uh, we've got the, the Marta Vietzkas of the money. We've got the Rupert's. Uh, capital decides who becomes the head of state in capitalist societies. Mm. That's a given fact. Sure. We are running out of time, but um, I wanted us to wrap up with the Tabobesta story. Yes. Um, so the other day, uh, earlier this week, uh, his lawyer, um, and I thought this was a smart move, uh, asks, but who is this person in front of you? Yeah. Um, and how do you know you've got the right person or you are trying the right person? Yes. Uh, talk to us about that. You know, uh, that, that was very interesting for me. And, mm. and people will say, why is Botsan talking about criminal processes mm. in, a, in a politics or political game? And for me, again, it comes back from my background, being a consular official and how government works. This is a pure government administration. You are correct, Fresh. Tabo Pester lawyer did a very, very smart and dangerous move mm -hmm. during uh, the hearing on the 16th, on my, on my birthday, actually. Sure. He did a very smart move. He questioned the state, and this is what I want to explain to our viewers. Mm -hmm. He questioned the state to say, but presiding officer, your lord or my worship, whoever they call the magistrate, 
what makes you think that person, my client, is double bester? Mm. And uh, I, I actually saw the magistrate blinking like, what are you talking about? This guy was here, I saw him. Mm. He's in jail. I said, no, 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 no. That's my client. Tower Bester is dead. Yeah, the record states. Yes. Yeah. Well, who, who issues the record? Mm. It is the state. The state has declared Tower Bester dead. Mm. Now, when you look at the population register, and I've said before, I've worked in an environment whereby I registered birth, I registered marriage, I registered death, and so forth. Mm. Okay. The state has declared Tabo Bester dead. There's no document that came after. There's no resurrection document. Yes, that says, no, no, that was an error and all that. That's yeah. number one. Sure. But there's a bigger picture. The state itself had come back and said, we never registered any Tabo Bester in the population register of the country. Mm. So what I'm trying to explain is the human being, the person who is in jail, was called and labeled and recorded as Tabo Bester, not by the Department of Home Affairs, as the custodian of the population register. Mm. I'm talking 2011-2012, when he went to prison, okay? He was declared Tabo Bester by correctional services. Mm. So a prisoner of correctional services, a person, a human being, is Tabo Bester. The legal persona, mm. a born human being registered by the Department of Home Affairs called Tabo Bester, never existed mm. until this past week sure. on breaking news and and i was sitting with somebody when this breaking news came out uh, i think it was on on wednesday mm. night late at night on wednesday there was breaking news on the mainstream media uh, by, by minister Motswaledi saying uh, we have now finally registered tabo bester and we can confirm through the dna that tabo bester is tabo bester why did that happen mm. it happened because of what the lawyer had said a night so were they closing the loophole? They were closing the loophole. Okay. The state became very smart to mm. say, well, this lawyer is very smart. Mm. Because the lawyer was going to say, that client of mine is not Tabo Bester, because mm. Tabo Bester is dead. And that client of mine, even if you can come and revoke, you mm. see, this is the smart move that the state did. Mm. Even if the state can say, now, now we know that the person who died there is not Tabo Bester. You know what the lawyer was going to say in mm. future? He was going to say, but Tabo Bester never existed. Yeah. Show us documents sure. that this person is Tabo Bester. And those documents never existed. That's why the state rushed mm. to confirm the DNA and to come last, late at night on, on, on Wednesday so, night. So is this like a, a late registration of birth? It's, it's a late registration <laughs> of birth and DNA. <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, Tabo, Tabo Bester, the person the guy in jail yeah uh, you know what i don't want to send wrong signals like um, i'm favoring the guy i'm here as an independent political analyst sure that would best i can sue the state for jailing him mm. they jail the person they don't know who he is mm. how do they think that guy's double best maybe it's muhammad ikhmal sabir we don't know and, and that's a technicality that sure. the state played in legislation of. So Tabo Bester was only confirmed as a registered existing person by the state on Wednesday evening, mm. which was a day after his lawyer saying to the state, tell me who is that person. Sure. I know that person is my client. He hired me to defend him. But can the state tell me who is that person? The state did not have any records of who that person is except correctional services records. Mm. And that's an interesting, you know, uh, uh, argument, the person I was sitting with la the, the night when this day out, and he said, but why are we getting interested? Why is that breaking news? Mm. And then I explained it, he said, gosh, I never saw that coming. Mm. Uh, we may find our best of working out of prison on a legal technicality if we are not careful mm. as a nation. So are you saying the loophole has been closed? 
It, it, so far, it has been closed. I want to see what angle the lawyer is going to bring now. Mm. Uh, he may argue that they send the wrong person to jail 12 years back. Sure. But at the moment, the mm. person that they have in jail, mm. who escaped from jail, sure. they can confirm it, it's Chabo Bester because of the fingerprints that were taken in 2011 and previous. So they correlate with the they, current guy. They, they correlate with that. That's why Minister Motswaleni is saying now they've tested. And remember they had gone to Barra Hospital prior mm. to the school where he went to and the mother is alive and existing. Mm. That's why they relied on DNA. It could be fingerprints, it could be family relations. And I think the state moved very swiftly. That lawyer jumped the gun. Mm. He should have not raised that during the preliminary stages of the case. He should have waited. And I'm becoming a devil's advocate here actually. <laughs> and, uh, and those are the politics of the country because you know when this happens, you know what will the people say? Yeah. The government does not care. The justice system is useless. They are letting criminals out without noticing and realizing the entire technicality. It is important to register bets. It is important for a judge in court to know that the person that is standing in front of them is actually the person that is protected to be whoever we say they are. That's very crucial. And on that note, I think we're done. Thank you very um, much and thanks to the viewers and we'll meet again next week. Thanks for another hot episode. Thanks, Fresh. And, and a, lo a lot of people uh, that watch the podcast um, have been asking who you are, where are you from, why, why you of all people. So what I think we should do is next week we must actually have a Botsa Botsang uh, session. Okay. No, so ne fine. next week's episode will be me and you sitting on a couch or something uh, getting to know Busang the man. So we'll talk from childhood to where we are right now. I, I wonder what you said to the people when they answered that question, but it's fine. It's something that we can look into. No, people are asking, like, who is this man? And I figure, you know what, let's give the people what they want and uh, let's find out who on earth you are. So we'll do that next week. That's fine. No, thanks a lot. We'll do that. All right. Uh, we, we are done. Uh, Butsang Wilo is available on social media. You can look for Butsang Wilo or Butsang M. And that was our show for this week. I hope you managed with all your um, loads. Remember, everyone, just because you're in the dark doesn't mean you have to be in the dark, if you get what I mean. Either way, have a wow week ahead. Thank you very, very much. This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. And that was our show for this week. Hope you managed with all your um, loads. Remember, everyone, just because you're in the dark doesn't mean you have to be in the dark, if you get what I mean. Either way, have a wow week ahead, and thank you for tuning in. Shout out to Amp Studios for hanging out with us and uh, hosting us uh, in this uh, beautiful uh, studio of theirs. Africa Podcast Network, love you guys. Pezulu Works, your cinematography is I was about to say Grammy Award winning. Uh, we'll go with an Oscar. Our audio engineer, Otis the Flow Fraser, shout out to you and our guest, Bozang Mudimuami Mwilwa. Shout out to our creative director, Kuvesh Mohan, and our show producer, Kelezo Mudisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Have a wild week in spite of yourself.